There was once a man who was climbing a mountain, and he was climbing this mountain, and he lost his footing, and he began to fall down a cliff. And as this man was falling down a cliff, he saw a branch sticking out there from the cliff, and so he grasped hold of this branch with all his might. And finally, this made him stop falling. And this man just took a moment there to hold on to that branch and to assess his situation. So the man had been hurt a bit from his fall, and when he looked up, he didn't know if he could make the climb back to the top of this cliff from which he'd fallen. The man also looked down from the branch on which he's holding, and it looked too far for him. He didn't think that he would survive the fall if he let go of the branch. So this man was not a very religious man, but he thought, what's the harm in trying? So he looked up from his branch into the sky and he shouted out, is anyone up there? And to his surprise, a voice responded, yes, I'm here. I am the Lord. Do you have faith? Do you believe in me? And the man said, of course, yes, Lord, I believe, I have faith. Please help me, please save me. And the Lord responded to him, yes, I will save you. Have faith, trust, I will save you. Just let go of that branch and I will take care of you. The man held on to the branch there for a while. He kind of thought to himself, and he looked up to the sky and shouted again, is anyone else up there? <laughs> faith is a difficult thing, isn't it? The gospel today is all about faith. What is faith? What do we do when we feel like our faith is weak? What does faith actually look like in practice? The disciples today begin the story in the gospel by asking Jesus, Lord, increase our faith. So they were struggling. They didn't feel like their faith was sufficient. And we too, I can think, we too can sympathize with Jesus' followers. We too can feel like our faith is not as strong as it should be. And this could be the case because we have doubts. All of us, myself included, have different doubts when it comes to our faith life. Some of these doubts might be more intellectual. Is there a God? Did Jesus Christ really rise from the dead? These sorts of intellectual doubts. And having doubts like this, I think, is becoming more and more common. You might have heard of a Canadian philosopher named Charles Taylor. He's from Montreal, he's retired now, but a very famous philosopher. And he wrote a book called The Secular Age, The Secular Age. And in this book, he kind of describes the age in which we're living in and how it differed, say, for example, from the time of the Middle Ages. And one of the big differences that Charles Taylor points out in this book has to do with faith and has to do with people having doubts about God or doubts about their religion. And he compares and contrasts today to how things were in the Middle Ages. And in the Middle Ages, it seems that faith was kind of taken for granted. Everybody just believed. Not too many people seemed to question whether there was God or question their faith in general. You kind of just went with the flow when it came to belief in God or religion. Today, in this secular age in which we're living, it's different. People tend to question their faith now. Believing in God isn't what we would call axiomatic. You just take it for granted. You have questions, you have doubts. It's just the reality of the world in which we live. There's nothing really wrong with that. One is not necessarily better than the other, but it does mean that it takes more a personal responsibility now to believe in God. And also it means, I think, that more and more people have a hard time believing in God, a hard time having faith. So we can have these doubts that are more of the intellectual variety. 
But we can also have doubts that arise from our experience. So perhaps ourselves or people we know and love have been through very traumatic experiences, an illness in the family, the passing of a loved one too soon or too young in life. These really tragic experiences can raise doubts in our life about God's goodness or even the presence of God in our life. We all have doubts, and this can make us question whether our faith is sufficient, can make us feel a bit insecure, like the disciples in the gospel, can make us cry out to God that he increase our faith. First, and I think we really need to be aware of this, that having doubts does not mean that our faith is weak. So you have doubts about your faith. Well, welcome to the club. It's part of being human, right? Now, one thing that really helps me once is uh, a piece of advice or kind of something a priest said to me once in confession. So I was going to confession once when I was in university. This was a time of struggles in my life faith-wise. And I remember preparing to go to confession. And you know, there's the examination of conscience, that little booklet. So it's kind of leafing through that to see what I might want to confess. And I saw in there that it said, okay, if you have doubts, it's a sin and you should confess this. So I looked at it and I was like, oh boy, I'm in big trouble here. So I brought this up with the priest in confession and I always remember what he said to me. I found it quite helpful at the time. The priest said, having doubts isn't a sin. It's what we do with the doubts that's important. Do we have these doubts and kind of just choose, okay, that's it, right? I give up. Or do we try to journey through them, to walk through them, to allow these doubts actually to allow us perhaps to come to a deeper faith than we had previously? So having doubts doesn't mean that our faith is weak. What then do we measure our faith by? What does faith actually look like in our life? And here in the gospel, Jesus teaches us that faith needs to lead to faithfulness. So faith is not primarily something that is in the mind, but is in our actions. If we have faith, it means that we will do acts of service and love to God and to our neighbor without the hope of getting anything in return. And Jesus illustrates this lesson with this kind of difficult to understand parable about a servant or slave and the servant's master. And it can be hard for us to, I think, understand this parable uh, for a few reasons. We might think Jesus is kind of being okay with slavery, which certainly he wasn't. But what Jesus is trying to do is to illustrate something that people at this time took for granted. So slavery was a terrible institution, but it was kind of common at Jesus's time. And people took it for granted that you had this distinction between slaves and between masters. And Jesus kind of raises this possibility where a slave would do work and then the master would owe the slave something. And people at this time would have heard this and they would have recognized that it's ridiculous. It just doesn't work this way, the relationship between the servant or the slave and the master. And Jesus uses this story and this principle in this story to illustrate something about faith. So at Jesus's time, as at our time now, Sometimes ourselves, maybe me personally or others, can be tempted to do certain things with respect to our faith with the hope of getting something in return. I pray or I come to Mass maybe so people might think good of me, or I do this act of service so people will speak well of me, I can earn people's approval, or I can earn God's approval. And Jesus, having this little parable so close to this discussion about faith, teaches us that true faith is expressed in actions, 
for which we serve, for which we love God and neighbor without the hope of returning anything or receiving anything in return. True faith is expressed in action. It leads to faithfulness. Ultimately, our faith, or we might have doubts or questions, but we have faith if we persevere in prayer. True faith looks like this. If we have a hard time forgiving someone, reconciling with someone, even in the midst of that difficulty, when we try to forgive, when we try to reconcile ourselves with others, when we show mercy, we are expressing faith in our life. When we go outside our comfort zone to serve other people, maybe, to take on a new activity, to reach out and use our talents to aid those around us, we are expressing faith. Faith ultimately is expressed in action. We come then to the final lesson and perhaps the most kind of one that sticks out the strongest from this gospel. And that is that you just need a little bit of faith to do great and incredible things. You just need a little bit of faith to do something even miraculous. And Jesus in the gospel, when the disciples seem to complain, you know, increase my faith, that means they feel insecure that they don't have enough faith. Jesus says to them, look, you do have enough faith. Even just a little bit of faith, the size of a mustard seed, and you could say to that tree, get into the water over there. It's obviously a hyperbole, but Jesus is showing that all of us have faith. We all need to grow in our faith. But even with that little faith, when we take actions to love God and love neighbor, Jesus can do remarkable things in our life, kind of like moving that tree into the water ultimately. Even a small amount of faith allows us to do incredible things with God's help, with God's grace. There was a a woman who lived some time ago, Dorothy Day. Maybe some of you might have heard of her. Uh, She did a lot of charity work, a lot of working for justice. She died around 1980. And she expressed something once in a conversation with somebody that really highlights this lesson of Jesus. Just a small faith is needed to do something very, very important. So Dorothy Day, her cause is open now for canonization, but already when she was alive, people would call her a saint, right? So they would be around her and maybe they'd be talking to each other and they'd say like, look, there's Dorothy, she's a saint, you know? And one day Dorothy overheard someone talking about her, calling her a saint, and she had the following thing to say. She approached that person later and said, don't say that, don't make it too easy for yourself. Don't escape this way. I know why, are you, why you are saying she is a saint. You say that to convince yourself that you are different from me, that I am different from you. I am no saint. I am like you. You could do what I do. You don't need any more than you have. Get going, please. Great advice, right? And I think it really strikes to the core of the gospel today. Lord, increase our faith. The disciples in saying this are expressing an insecurity. Our faith is small, so really we can't do anything right now. We can't reach out to God and others in service and in love. And Jesus responds to them, your faith may be small, but you can do great things. It's really an act of encouragement. It's really an act of strength to give hope to his disciples to get out and do something. We too can be inspired by that same message today. Each of us need to grow in our faith. Each of us want to pray to God to increase our faith. But each of us have some faith. And we need to realize that. Jesus calls us to use that faith to love God and to serve our neighbor. 
And ultimately, when we do that, Christ's power will be with us, and we can do incredible and even unexpected things.